Congressman Kevin Kramer is up by 16 points, 56 to 40, with only 4% undecided. We should have just put jobs or moms underneath there. Joining us tonight is the jobs person that is running in this race, Congressman Kevin Kramer, live in studio. Great to have you here, sir. We Great appreciate it. Thanks, uh, I got to tell you, I mean, I saw 16 points. Even my reaction was like, whoa, that just seems way too high. Your initial reaction? You know, it was what I was hoping it would be, but it was also sort of what I would expect it to be. I mean, it's not like we're not doing some polling as well. So, uh, you know, what I like most, Chris, about it, it's not even the 16 points as much as the trend has been very consistently going our way. As you know, you've played sports. You, I'd rather have momentum than the ball, you know, the, the, than the points. And it, so momentum in the ball is better than even the spread. So that's what, you know, that's what I like about it. So what I'm hearing you say is you say you're doing some polling. Is your polling in the range of 16 points as well? It's quite consistent with what, you're, what we're seeing. Wow. One thing that jumped out to me that I wish I would have covered last night, but I'm glad you're here tonight to get your reaction to it. If we can bring this graphic up, please. One of the things that, that was pretty surprising to me in this poll is the fact when you look at independence, mm -hmm. she's up by... I'm not a math major, but, you know, 23 points mm. with independence. Does that cause concern for you? N not really, Kristen. Here's the thing. Um, North Dakota is a Republican state. And this is the thing I've been saying all along. North Dakota is not just a little Republican. We're overwhelmingly Republican. So you don't have to win the majority of the independents or all the independents. Um, you know, the base in North Dakota is very solid for the jobs party. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take that one. I want to share with you, we had, had Senator Heidi Heitkamp on last night. Uh, there was a piece from my interview that's getting a ton of play on social media, so I want to play that for you uh, and get your reaction to it. Did you consider suspending your campaign for a couple of days to get to the bottom of it? I think I pretty much did. Um, you know, we, we, we pretty much went into full-on, let's, let's deal with this. Um, the, the, so, so a number of campaign activities were canceled as a result of this. Your thoughts on that, sir? Well, I didn't see any suspension of a campaign, Chris. I have no doubt that they went into a lockdown mode in, internally and you know, had some serious discussions about what to do next, but their ads kept running. She put out news releases, continued to <clears throat> attack me. And I think that's part of why she's struggling right now with the, there's a lack of sincerity. When, when you try to recapture high ground, you can't make it about your opponent. You can't make it about other things. You, you kind of have to have that. That sincerity requires just a concerted, specific effort. For example, she was going to call these women. I, don't, I doubt she's called most of them yet. So I, I want to ask you about that because that was the one thing that really jumped out at me yeah. in our conversation is that uh, she obviously said very early on, I want to reach out to these women, I want yeah. to speak to them. Lexi was on CNN. As of even Friday, Senator Heitkamp had not spoken to one of these women named by the name of Lexi. That It seemed mm -hmm. like there were others as well. What I'm struggling with is you're a U.S. Senator. This is a very small state. You're on the Homeland Security Committee, and you're trying to tell me you can't find some phone numbers? Like, it just it doesn't. And again, maybe that's accurate, but sure. it doesn't jive with me. Yeah, and I, you know, we're not on the inside. I don't know, but I do know I could find phone numbers easier than that. I, I just think it's, that's what I mean by the lack of sincerity. Um, she appears sincere. She says she's sorry. I have no doubt she's very sorry it happened. Um, I, I also have no doubt that um, it wasn't an accident. It was just a really bad judgment call. Um, but if you need to make phone calls of people whose names you have and whose locations you have and whose social media contacts you have, I have a hard time believing it's hard to get through. You've been in the state numbers. for a long time. You know a lot of the players. Do you have any idea, any guesstimation on who was 
reportedly fired? I mean, we haven't seen if anyone was really fired. Or not. I, I, I don't, and I wouldn't want okay. to speculate. The, the only problem I have with that is that when you're willing to out 127 victims and, or, or you know potential victims of abuse, but you're not willing to be transparent about who you fired in a very public job in a very public campaign, I, I question that. Again, I think it raises a question of sincerity. All right, I want to talk about this because you, we were caught up with you, our KFYR studio did, after the last week's debate on mm. Thursday. And you said something, I was like, wow, you said that with a lot of certainty. I want to play the clip for our audience and ask why you've got so much certainty about this. I have no doubt there'll be a lawsuit, and I have, I have very little doubt that she's, this is going to cost her money because there are clearly reparations in store. No doubt there's going to be a lawsuit. Why are you so certain well, about that? Well, how can there not be? I mean, you can't do that much harm to that many people and not expect a lawsuit. I will be honest, we've had several call our office asking for advice on, on, on lawyers and whatnot. We've absolutely given none. The only number we've given is the North Dakota Bar Association. They have a referral process because, um, first of all, some of them might be trying to entrap us into you know, giving legal advice or something like that. And second of all, it's not my issue. It's not my problem. And I, I think it, it's best left to them. But that said, it's a pretty clear indication people are looking for some reparations and it's and let's also remember that senator heitkamp herself has already taken responsibility that's one of the biggest factors in a in a plaintiff's lawsuit in a tort claim is whether or not you're responsible well she's already taken on the responsibility part the harm part seems fairly easy to prove i'm not an attorney but um you know i, I would I would guess something like that. What's interesting is you just used the word entrapment. I want to share with you a tweet that was put out earlier today. Mm. Get your reaction to it. Maybe you've got some inside info on this, but this was tweeted out uh, this afternoon. Apparently something's going to drop. This is James O'Keefe. I'm sure many of you out there know him uh, from mm. Project Veritas. He recently did a video on Claire McCaskill down in Missouri where she was basically saying, hey, I have to lie to my constituents to get reelected. I'm not really a Second Amendment proponent. I mean, it's a pretty damning video if you trust what James O'Keefe puts out. Do you have any idea, again, you being on the inside, any idea what O'Keefe might drop tonight? Not not with any real information to back it up. So, uh, you know, I'm going to watch tonight. I, I, I will be watching the show tonight to see what it's all about. But I also, you know, I, I'm also going to be cautious about my enthusiasm for it. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of showbiz news out there. There's a lot of, you know, entertainment news. Um, you know, the, Washington's full of young interns and people that, you know, may have their own opinions that sort of reflect are reflected in vo in the other in their boss's voice, if you will, even if it's not really their boss. So I'm, you know, I'm a little bit skeptical. Here's the nice thing, Chris. We have a campaign where we have two members of Congress with voting records on the same issues that we get to compare side by side. I, I think some of this other stuff, frankly, you know, it becomes more of a distraction. Yeah, that, that was my next question. I mean, this stuff, you know, we're two weeks out. Does it start to just create more hysteria? Is it going to be real? Yeah. You've kind of summed it up. Let's talk about, obviously, what really matters to people right now. I don't know if we have this VO or not, Chrissy, but if you can bring it up for Congressman Kramer, that would be fantastic. The VO I'm talking about specifically, which hopefully we can show you in a moment, but is this, this mob of people, illegal immigrants, that are trying to invade our southern border. So, Chrissy, if we have that, that would be fantastic. But I want to get your take on what are we going to do about thousands of people now that essentially there's a second uh, caravan or mob of people that want to invade our borders. And I will say this with you, sir, this news just came out before you got to uh, the studio. We saw a 25% surge of illegals at the southern border in 2018. So I would say whatever President Trump is doing, it's not working right now. No, we need a wall, Chris. I mean, what this is, is this is a, 
you know, it's a, a strong illustration of why we need strong border security, a wall and everything else that goes with it to make sure that people aren't allowed to get in illegally. And then we have to change our laws. We have to make our asylum laws way tougher. You can't just come in and read a card given to you by a coyote and, you know, a coyote, and then you get to walk in and have the largesse of the United States. But, but hey, a lot of people out there, you saw the rallies, you yeah. see the rallies now. I yeah. mean, the biggest chant and yeah. cheer is build the wall. Yeah. And many people would say, it's been two years. What have y'all been doing? Well, we've been funding it in the House, and the Senate hasn't gotten their act together. We need more Republicans in the Senate that support <laughs> President Trump's agenda on, on border security. But we also need to put the muscle on, on Mexico, and that's something that the President's doing. Hopefully, Mexico uh, becomes a partner in this rather than a um, you know, facilitator. Do you support uh, getting rid of the financial aid, the foreign aid that we've been sending down to Guatemala and Honduras and El Salvador? I absolutely do. I have, you know, the, the, when we went through this once before, when during the Obama presidency, the leaders of those countries came to Capitol Hill to talk to us about how we could help them help their people, which I think is a, a much better way to go, but they aren't doing that. So maybe if the carrot doesn't work, maybe the stick has to work. And, it's hard to justify to the taxpayers of North Dakota that we continue to send aid to a country that sends us um, their people. And, uh, you know, I, I think that we'll have to try that next. I have no doubt that President Trump would um, be all about it. I mean, it just seems unbelievably coincidental that that is happening right now, two weeks before the midterm. So I want to share with you what President Trump said last night when he was at, in Texas with Ted Cruz doing the rally. <laughs> Here's what President Trump said from the stage. Yeah. Do you know how the caravan started? Does everybody know what this means? Huh? I think the Democrats had something to do with it. And now they're saying, I think we made a big mistake. Do you or President Trump or anybody have any evidence that the Democrats are behind this? Well, I don't. And I don't know whether he does. But the speculation seems a little bit peculiar to me because I don't, I don't think that, you know, people voting in... North Dakota and Indiana and Montana and Missouri and Tennessee and Texas are really motivated to vote for Democrats based on the scenes that we're looking at right now. Maybe they are in New York and California, but that's not where the big Senate races are up. So um, it, it's, it's a funny signal to send. But they've sent weird signals before. They thought that Brett Kavanaugh, a mob scene at the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, was going to somehow assist the Democrats, and we saw how that's played out. Do you want to say the tagline, or should I? Mobs, not job. Mobs, Mobs versus job, I should say. I want to show you this. I don't even know if you've seen this, sir, but this is Vice President Pence today uh, in the Oval Office talking about what he was told from, I believe, the President of Honduras about this caravan. President of Honduras, when this caravan was initiated, he told me that it had been organized by leftist groups in Honduras that were being financed in part by Venezuela and, and, uh, uh, and organized by human traffickers who have no regard for human life, organized by dangerous gang members that are moving people north. When I spoke to... Your reaction to leftist orgs being funded by Venezuela? Well, that's, that's an additional um, dilemma, isn't it? Uh, it it's... Nothing would surprise me. Certainly Mike Pence is not prone to exaggeration or to impulsive statements. Uh, if he says that there's, he's, you know, if he said that he's heard that, it's, there's a good chance that it's at the least true if the, if the source is sincere. Um, but it creates a, a, an additional problem. But it also reminds us why we need a, a, a Congress and a president that are in lockstep on security, national security, homeland security. Um, you know, Venezuela has been a problem for a long time. You know, I don't advocate that we spend a lot of money down in Venezuela, but 
let's not you know let's not kid ourselves. We have some big problems, and we need a, we need some strong positions. Speaking of homeland security, national security, should President Trump send the military to the border? Well, uh, he, we need to do something because we're going to have to have numbers at the border to stop this mob that's coming at us. And whether we can nationalize the you know the national guard, which may make some sense for sure. He's used the national guard in the past, as has Barack Obama. Uh, <laughs> homeland security is a high priority there. For, for the National Guard, so perhaps uh, in the form of the National Guard, if you need more than the National Guard from you know the states can provide, maybe you need some active military. Um, but we can't let them breach that that border. Uh, if if we do, we're just th this is this is the epitome of the opposite of rule of law, the opposite of sovereignty, the opposite of we should be able to choose who gets into our country, not someone else. And um, I think this is this is a this is Mobs. a defining moment, Chris, <laughs> in this in this presidency. Speaking of